It's Tuesday, September the 15th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, Parliament gives in to Boris, and Suga Yoshihide becomes a PM in waiting. First, the world in brief. Despite a rebellion by several high-profile Conservative MPs and criticism from all five of Britain's living former Prime Ministers, the House of Commons passed the first reading of the Internal Market Bill. It would allow the government to change parts of its Brexit withdrawal agreement, which Boris Johnson signed only in January, and thus override international law. Parliament may be less accommodating on further readings. Japan's Liberal Democratic Party chose Suga Yoshihide as its new leader and, in effect, the country's next prime minister. Though his victory was in the end no surprise, Mr Suga rose from relative obscurity, coming from a humble family and wielding power mostly behind the scenes as chief cabinet secretary to Abe Shinzo, the outgoing prime minister. Belarus's increasingly isolated president, Alexander Lukashenko, flew to Russia to meet President Vladimir Putin. After attempting to rig elections in August, Mr Lukashenko has faced over a month of protests responding with violence. Russia has backed him throughout. At the meeting, Mr Putin offered Belarus a $1.5 billion loan. While they met, joint Belarusian-Russian military exercises began in western Belarus. Indian officials accused China of laying high-speed fibre-optic cable at the two countries' contested border in the Himalayas, Reuters reported. Shots were fired at the line of actual control last week, though China and India have since started high-level talks to calm tensions. The communications cables, which could help Chinese troops communicate with their rear, threatened to upset those discussions. The White House announced restrictions on imports suspected of being made using forced labour in China's Xinjiang region. The sanctioned list includes cotton and clothes. Xinjiang accounts for the vast majority of the country's cotton production. China stands accused of human rights abuses such as interning an estimated one million ethnic Muslims in gulags, which it calls re-education centres. President Donald Trump broke his near silence on America's raging wildfires during a visit to California. Mr Trump belittled scientists, saying the conflagrations could be blamed on poor forest management, but not on climate change. Then he predicted an imminent bout of global cooling. Hundreds of thousands of West Coasters have been forced from their homes by the flames. And scientists discovered evidence of a gas called phosphine in Venus's atmosphere, which has only been known to be generated in such conditions by living organisms. New research has reignited interest in the planet sometimes called Earth's twin. Its surface is too hot for life. Its clouds may be another matter. And now, here's today's agenda. Blank slates, America's undecided voters. Don't waste time chasing swing voters, say many political consultants. Instead, focus on turning out your supporters. Mobilization, not persuasion, wins campaigns in a deeply polarized America. There is some sense to this. Mr Trump's approval rating stayed above 40% through impeachment, the disastrous federal response to COVID-19 and months of street protests. And even on Inauguration Day, it had never cleared 50%. 
But although most voters have already made up their minds, a few haven't, around 3% according to a pair of recent polls. This sliver of the electorate could prove decisive, and Donald Trump knows it. Tonight, he takes live questions from undecided voters at a town hall in Philadelphia, the biggest city in Pennsylvania, among the most important swing states. ABC, the network broadcasting the event, has offered to hold one for Joe Biden, too. In 2016, late deciding voters backed Mr. Trump. He may need them again to win another term. Plus V Prime, Walmart's new subscription service. Fifteen years after Amazon introduced Prime, a wildly popular subscription plan that offers customers quick delivery and deep discounts, Walmart is fighting back. Today, it expands its Delivery Unlimited service in America, rebranding it as Walmart Plus. At $98 a year, it comes in cheaper than Amazon's $119, but the two do not have the same perks. Prime offers free delivery on almost any item, while Plus subscribers must spend at least $35 to qualify. And Amazon offers a far greater selection, as well as access to its video streaming platform. But Walmart Plus membership does offer benefits for in-store shoppers, including cheaper petrol, and it promises to roll out more features later. The program's big selling point is speedy delivery. Here, the firm's ubiquitous stores from which it can ship products come in handy. 90% of Americans live within 10 miles of a Walmart. China's recovery, half steam ahead. It is a long road back from lockdowns to normal economic activity. No country shows that better than China, the first into the COVID-19 crisis and the first out of it. By April, it had already registered year-on-year -year growth in industrial output, but data for August, published today, show that the recovery has been slow and uneven. Factory activity continued to strengthen, partly fueled by big public works projects. Consumption, however, remained sluggish, with shoppers still holding back. Retail sales at last managed to grow in annual terms last month, but just barely. As elsewhere, the rich with money in the stock market are watching their fortunes climb, while the rest of the population frets about a weak job market. China's government has pushed banks to increase their lending in order to support the recovery, but it knows that what is needed most of all is an effective vaccine, not more money. Double Dragon Deadline, Huawei and TikTok Two Chinese technology companies face critical deadlines this week, both set by the American government. From today, Huawei, a telecoms and smartphone giant, will be prevented from buying chips made using American technology. The ban threatens Huawei's business. Most chips are manufactured using American tech. The second deadline arrives on the 20th for TikTok, a wildly popular short video app. Donald Trump has decreed that ByteDance, TikTok's Chinese owner, must sell the app to an American buyer by the 20th or have its American operations shut down over purported security concerns. That threat now looks hazy. Pushback from the Chinese government killed a sale to Microsoft. Oracle, an American data company with no experience running consumer apps, has been named a trusted technology provider to ByteDance, but this does more to save face for Mr. Trump than to address the alleged issues with TikTok. As ever with America's approach to Chinese technology, uncertainty reigns. 
Malian Malays post-coup instability. It's been a difficult summer for Mali. On August 18th, its president, Ibrahim Boubacar Keita, was deposed in a military coup. He had faced prolonged street protests led by a civilian coalition called the M5 RFP over dodgy legislative elections and ongoing jihadist violence. After the coup, the Economic Community of West African States, ECOWAS, a regional body, slapped Mali with sanctions demanding that it hold elections within 12 months and appoint a transitional civilian president by today. That has not happened. Instead, after consultations, the coup leaders announced a plan for an 18-month transition led by a president, possibly a soldier, to be appointed by a committee of their choosing. Leading members of the M5 RFP have rejected the plans, saying the soldiers have a desire to monopolize and confiscate power. ECOWAS is expected to respond today. Meanwhile, thousands of French soldiers continue to fight jihadists in the region. Stability remains a distant prospect. Finally, here's the quote of the day from François de la Rochefoucauld, who was born on this day in 1613. Quarrels would not last long if the fault were only on one side. That's it from the Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.